Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. It was 11 at night. The fashionable Vista Del Mar Hotel in Miami Beach was brightly lit, gay with pleasure seekers on holiday. But in Paul Cromwell's room, the only sound was that of a woman sobbing. Kit Calvert had broken in a short while earlier, had found Paul's man Max there before her. When Paul returned, her temporary period of coherence had been shattered by Paul's undisguised anger at her presence, and the wretched young woman had lapsed again. Her mind had retreated to a world of distorted images which only she could see. Disturbed at the girl's obvious illness, but not certain as to its gravity, the two men had discussed telephoning her father, but had agreed that first they'd better find a doctor. Now Max has gone in search of one, while Paul smokes nervously, listening to the girl's ramblings, which seemed to veer from senseless mutterings to complete rationality. Kit, <laughs> for heaven's sake. Well, this is other than take it, $200. It's all I have left. Take it. Kit, it's I, Paul. Paul. Paul Cromwell. Yes, I do. He was, but he hates me. Kit, listen to me. Oh, but what difference does it make? Everybody hates me all but one. Kit, please, if you'll just listen to me. Listen to you? Why should I? I've been listening to you all my life, Dad. You and what you want. All my life. You ran me, told me what to do, sent my one friend away. Kit. No, 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 don't come near me. Oh, Kit, don't reasonable. I know you want him up here. He's been here, but you're not going to. I'll find him. Oh, why doesn't that last the doctor come? I can't control him much longer. Oh, thank heaven. Cromwell, I'm Dr. Nielsen. Your man told me. Oh, yes, I'm glad you got here, doctor. She's out of her head, doctor. You can see. Believe me, I've been having a time of it. I'm so glad you came finally. I've been at my wit's end. This young woman is your wife, Miss Cromwell? Oh, good Lord, no. She's just been an acquaintance. Then may I ask, that is, uh, what is she doing here? Oh, there isn't time now. I'll explain later. She broke in here tonight while I was gone and... Broke in? Yes. You see? She seems to have lost all touch with reality, doesn't recognize me, keeps babbling about her father, seems to think I'm her father. I see. What is her name, please? Calvert. Kip Calvert. But uh, she's, she's been calling herself Karen Cummings. But why? I believe she's trying to keep out of her father's way. At least she appears to be in deathly fear of him, absolutely terrified. Her father, eh? Well, I'll have a look. Perhaps it's said. Good evening, Miss Cummings. Bobby. Bobby. Why do you call me that? It's your name, isn't it? Who said you? The Paul. He's the only one who knows Paul and that leech, Mrs. Doverton. If Paul sent you... Uh, perhaps I made a mistake. Perhaps I have you confused with someone else. Would you prefer to be called Miss Calvert? Calvert. Yes, that's my name. But what are you doing here in my room? What are you doing here? Oh, Miss Calvert, you're ill. You've been under a strain, I'm afraid. I want to help you. Help me? Oh, it's wonderful. Well, if you want to help me, just keep that away. Better than find me. I'm a doctor, Miss Calvert. I want to make you feel better if I can. A doctor? Yes, Dr. Nielsen. Well, Dr. Nielsen, I'm afraid you've made a mistake. I'm not in need of your services, thank you. I'm quite all right. You have been having this beastly headache. But... Yes, the headache. That's what I want to ask you about. Now, how long have you been having these headaches, Miss Calvert? I, I don't know. Ages. They pound and pound. Not from the outside, but from the inside, like 
like a million tiny hammers. My skull feels tight. Tight. I know. Those headaches can be very wearing on the nerves. Well, I think you can take care of that in very short order. I have just the thing in my bag. Here we are. Now, a glass of water. Ah, I see you have one already here on the table. Now, if you just swallow this capsule. No, I won't. What's in it? What are you giving me? This is another one of bad tricks. Now, this will make you feel better. For the headache, you know. Oh. Yes, that's the headache. The beastly headache. I, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Oh, that's right. This will make them go away. Just swallow it down with a little water. There. That's a good girl. Now, give me the glass. I'm so tired. So lonely, too. Oh, if I could only find my friend. Your voice. It's like his, but... No. No, Dad sent him away. He'll never come back, never. You're going to be all right, Miss Calvert. You're sleepy now. Just close your eyes. Yes, I'm tired. Of course you are. Go to sleep. That's right. Go to sleep. Okay. You see, she'll drop off in a minute. I gave her a pretty stiff dose. What a night. Doctor. Yes? What do you really think is wrong with the girl? I'm just a layman, but I assure you she's been talking the most awful rot. It looks to me as if she's well, completely off her rocker. I know it's a dreadful thing to say, but she's obviously in a highly nervous condition. Needs to be under supervision, Mr. Cromwell. As to what the trouble is, shouldn't like to venture an opinion on so slight an acquaintance with the case. And I think it's safe to say the trouble is not of organic origin. That is, yes, the case. yes, I, I know. You mean there's nothing wrong with her physically? Not as far as I can see. And of course, I'd have to make a thorough examination. But what am I to do with her? I I can't keep her here. Well, Mr. Cromwell, I'm afraid it'd be impossible to move her. She's exhausted physically as well as emotionally. She'll sleep now. That's the best thing. But to attempt moving her, besides our hospital is so crowded. Your most immediate concern, I believe, is to find a nurse who can look after her until suitable arrangements may be made. You say you know her father? Well, I know how to reach him. And I advise you do so at once. And inform him that his daughter is ill. That he'd better arrange to have someone come for her. As I said, it's impossible for me to diagnose her condition. I'd leave a psychiatrist to tell you. I can't, Chris. Then you... You do believe her mental condition is... I believe she ought to be under the care of a psychiatrist. Yes. I see. Meanwhile, I believe I can put you in touch with a nurse for the night. Oh, if you could, that would be a great help. Well, I'd better telephone Mr. Calvert now. But I'd like you to talk to him, Doctor. You'll be able to explain it. If you wish. Is this the desk? Hello. Hello, this is Paul Cromwell. I'd like to put through a long-distance call. Yes. To Wakefield. No, I, I don't know the number, but the name is Ben Calvert. C-A-L. Yes, that's right. Will it take long, do you think? Oh, good. No, 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 I'll, I'll wait. They say they can put me right through, can't they? Hmm. This time of night, the lines are usually not so busy. Calvert. What? What name could Calvert? Just trying to place it. Seems familiar somehow. Oh? How long has he been in Miami, Mr. Cromwell? About a week, I believe. 
see. Has she been hysterical like this before? I don't know. I haven't seen much of her. But once or twice I talked to her, she did seem, well, rather irrational. I didn't pay any attention to her at the time. Besides, well, frankly, I thought she might be putting on a bit. Are you very well acquainted with Miss Calvert, Miss Cromwell? Oh, I've known her for several years, yes, but I don't see that that has anything to do with it. I'm just wondering about her history. You see, it's... Hello? Uh... What? Oh. Oh, he isn't? Well, then where can I... Not until tomorrow. This is very important, operator. Don't they know where he could be reached? Yes, I understand. Oh, thank you. Gladly. Wasn't he in? No, they don't expect him back until late tomorrow night. He's gone out of town. Paul Cromwell looked hopelessly at the doctor. It seemed, whether he liked it or not, that he was to be burdened with the responsibility of Kit, the girl he'd sworn would never again be able to involve him. What, Paul asked himself, was he to do? 